Hi, I'm Mark Renner. This is Victory Over Sin. Saturday afternoon to you. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. What we try to do in the first part of the show is to let you know what Victory Over Sin is and who pays for it and what we're trying to accomplish. Victory Over Sin is actually funded by an advocacy arm of St. Vincent de Paul of Southwest Idaho. And what we attempt to do in this format is to educate you, the public, about what it's like to be incarcerated and to come out of incarceration and return to community here in the state of Idaho. Uh, We're very proud of doing this, and actually we've been doing this radio show for almost six years now, believe it or not. If you go back to the archives of KBXL and look under Victory Over Sin, you'll see all the shows that we've previously done. You'll see senators, uh, I've got a governor on there, everybody who runs the Department of Corrections. Uh, We have people come directly out of incarceration into the studio. We even have one gentleman who is about to go right back into incarceration, and he taped a show before he went back in. Also, a litany of different organizations that support you and I who have been incarcerated and attempt to uh, blend back into community. All those resources are there. We're proud of that. We think it's a good body of work if you're attempting to understand the Department of Corrections and how it operates. So check that out if you can. In addition to that, we also do a PowerPoint presentation that we are happy to share with your service group, with your church, with your neighborhood association. We will send a person who is actually a returning citizen themselves, come out, show you about a 20-minute PowerPoint in which they will highlight issues of being incarcerated here in Idaho, and then they'll stay afterward and answer questions for you. So we're happy to do that also. At the end of the show, I'll let you know how to get in touch with me if you're interested in any of that, and we'll go from there. If you've been listening to me over the years, you know that we've developed and grown in terms of the programs that we offer. We now have two locations in which we greet people coming out of incarceration daily, And I will say this to you, if you're out there walking the track, I want you to come back into my office. The first thing is you leave. Your wife picks you up, your spouse picks you up, or if your relatives pick you up, come to my office. And we have two offices. One of them are located at 3217 West Overland Road in Boise. It's near Vista. We also have one in Canyon County that's located inside probation and parole there at 3110 Cleveland Boulevard in Caldwell. In addition, if you need a ride from incarceration, have your case manager send me an email or us an email, and we'll be happy to pick you up, take you through the first couple of days as you make that transition from incarceration back into the community. All these things you can find at uh, our website, which is www.svdpid.org. And then uh, we will be right back with a person I've actually just met the last couple weeks. I think you'll be excited about learning about the work that he is doing. 
Idaho has an incarceration rate of 761 to 100,000 people, including prisons, jails, immigration detention, and juvenile justice facilities, meaning that it locks up a higher percentage of its people than any democracy on earth. Compare that to the United States, 664 people per 100,000, Canada's 104 people per 100,000, and Norway's 54 people per 100,000. What about our parole system? In 2019, Prison Policy Initiative graded each of the 50 states for their parole system. Idaho received a grade of F. How do we change this? We need your involvement, and we need your story. More importantly, you must tell it. Your Christian voice can support the need to change. Reach out to us and get involved. At the end of the show, Mark will share his contact information, or you can call the radio station, KBXL 941 The Voice, and ask for links to Mark Rank. Hey, listen, it's uh, I'm happy to introduce to you Terry Kilfin, who is with Breaking Addiction Ministries here in, we're, we're located in Idaho now, right? Yeah, Boise, Idaho. Okay, that's great. Tell us a little bit about you and your background to start with. How about we do that? Uh, my name's Terry Kilfin. I was born in Barstow, California, Southern California. Wow. I was, um, my father was a pretty big muscle-built man, biker. Uh, ran around with a lot of one percent motorcycle clubs, yeah. uh, and uh, so did my grandfather. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in, in in that lifestyle to where, you know, you were already a outcast and and violence and and drugs and alcohol was was normal. Mm-hmm. So, from an early age, you were doing all that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah, you know, around it. I can remember, you know, at four or five years old sitting outside the bar uh, waiting for my father to, to get done partying and, and come out and get me and take me home and you know it was it was pretty normal yeah, yeah. it's amazing what we survive through over our lives isn't it yeah. and figuring out what normal was for us and then what normal is for other people I know that I still see that every once in a while I'll be in certain circles and um, yeah, I can't believe that how do you guys survive in this situation it's usually more affluent than what mine is but yeah, it's different how we have to make that transition. Yeah, my my survival, you know, for for my father was, you know, when I wasn't with him, you know, at a bar or, or in in a parking lot of the bar was was at home by myself with a a thirty eight pistol and, and a pit bull. Yeah. You know, that was how I was taught to to handle amazing stuff. How, amazing how pit bulls are in that part of the community. It seems like it's an ongoing situation that's that's amazing let's talk about how you and i met because i think that's uh, really impressive and we were talking before we came on the air that neither one of us really believe in coincidences and i kind of had stretched myself and decided that i needed to be in a men's group uh, through a church and chose the one that i was going to we met at rock harbor's early morning ministry meeting right men's yes group. yes we did i was impressed with how many people were there i don't know about you but Yes, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, there's like 250 people in there. And then, we, of course, we're paired off the tables and we start talking. And uh, of those 250 people, I doubt that too many of them have been incarcerated like you and I have, but we're sitting right next to each other. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so there, I mean, we're talking to you on a Christian radio station, so you have to see how divine uh, uh, association kind of came across between you and I and it was that's very powerful and I think it's important to talk about yeah and what's you know and it touched a little bit more on that what's so amazing about that is you know my wife and I was was attending a church in in Nampa 
and it's a small, amazing church. Uh, however, I was just at a point to where I wasn't getting any spiritual growth. So we, my wife talked me into going to Rock Harbor, and our first Sunday there, that's when the, the pastor had announced this class that we both attend. Yeah. And I just knew that it was a calling from our father to to be at that church and, and to be at that at that class. And yeah, it's kind of too. We my, the church I want. A lot of people know have been listening to me for a long period of time. I attended Common Ground Biker Church in Meridian, and it, it was a great place for me for a decade. And it closed, and so we've kind of been in that nice place where we were looking for a new church. And we'd always kind of gone to Rock Harbor as like a second church. You know, we'd go. I kind of tend to go. I'm a church junkie. I'd go to church, two church services a weekend. We'd always go as the extra one to Rock Harbor. But I think for me, that really is the going, making the step in my heart to go forward with this morning thing was the thing that cemented the fact that um, uh, this is the place I need to be. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a, I get up early every yeah, morning. Too, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a morning, yeah. morning man. And, and, and having that opportunity to be there at 6.15 is just a, a true blessing. Just start a little bit about what your story is and how you uh, grew to um, begin the uh, ministry. Um, I've always been into martial arts, and you know, but whether it would be boxing, cage fighting, um, brick breaking. And I had uh, surrendered my life to to our Lord and Savior uh, three years ago, and I was in an identity crisis and really didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know if I was a, you know, just institutionalized man, if I was a gangbanger, if I was a drug addict, like what I was doing and where I was going in my life. And and then, you know, our, my father spoke to me and he goes, Terry, he goes, I've been preparing you your entire life to, to, to go and do this. And I want you to incorporate everything in your background and go start a ministry, call it, Breaking Addiction Ministries and incorporate the brick breaking and, and the bat breaking in your ministry to catch you know the eye of the youth and young adults. Mm-hmm. That way you can tell them about my son and your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so how long of incarceration were you incarcerated? Um, I would go back and forth. Like I started getting locked up when I was 13 years old. Okay. I had 43 felonies as a juvenile. I got sent to Spring Mountain Youth Camp. I was only supposed to go up there for a four-month period, ended up getting in trouble up there, doing eight months of there. And it was just a revolving door for me. Um, and most of my crimes were, were violent for, for beating people up. You know, and I would do these little 90-day ops and do a 90-day op, get out on probation, do five years probation. And then in 2008, my house got raided by the federal government and I ended up catching a, a five-year flat sentence. In the state of Nevada or federal? In, in the state of Nevada is okay. where my house got raided. Okay. And since Nevada didn't have a federal prison, mm-hmm. um, I, I was incarcerated at Federal Holding in, in Reno, Nevada. And I was in there for almost six months flat before even going to court. And they came at me with a plea bargain of t- taking me from a level 14 down to a level 12, which was the 14 was five years flat. The level 12, if I took the plea bargain, was 10 to 14 months. And, uh, you know, at that point, like I said, I, I had already had six months in. And um, 
I said, what do I sign? Yeah. You know, like, it's a way better than five years, you know, and I can be home. Yeah. Um, so they end up putting me on home confinement for my federal time. So I did another five months on house arrest, but I had another pending case in Carson City. So I had to go do uh, another 180-day uh, op in Carson City and then got released from there and then got put back on home confinement with the feds. So it's just been yeah. you know, a revolving door my entire life. Um, well, so the, but the message from God coming to you came how long ago, I guess? I'm trying to get a time perspective. That was three years ago, and I was actually incarcerated out in Ohio. I had okay. picked up a uh, battery um, with uh, a battery with uh, to commit bodily harm charge out there, and I had picked up another charge in, in, in two other counties out there, mm-hmm. and I got a 180 day sentence in, in county in in one uh, city and got probation on that and that's where a pastor came in and accepted me to our lord and savior uh jesus and it said a prayer with me and then i got transferred to another facility and that's where i came across this book here club math to christ by uh, rodney williams and and the holy spirit showed up and delivered me and i can remember i was sitting there praying and i was just i was broken and I was so tired of going in and out of jail and, and just the drugs and, and just my life. You know, I was truly broken and I cried out to, to God to save me. And he spoke to me and he goes, he goes, Terry, in order for me to forgive you for your sins and to save you from this, then you have to forgive everyone that's ever sinned against you. And, and at that moment, I started begging God to forgive the man that molested me as a child. I, I started begging God to forgive uh, the Crips that jumped me in Las Vegas at 13 years old. Like I was forgiven everyone because I knew what God had saved me from or was going to save me from, you know, going through this spiritual battle that I went through. And it was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced in my life. I see demons manifest on on human form uh, people's eyes turning black and it wasn't a fight to where i could fight with my hands it was a, a spiritual fight and i didn't know how to win that battle without that support yeah without without, uh, without you know surrendering accepting and then walking you know in the presence of the holy spirit Okay, so since that time, we're out and we've formed uh, Breaking Addiction Ministries. How does that manifest itself in the community? How does that work? What's the program like or what does you represent? Because before we went on air, I was impressed with how many people have um, signed up to support your website on Facebook. So you got a lot of people listening to you. How has that happened and what kind of stuff do you do for that? Um, we do a lot of outreach uh, we get invited to a lot of these outreach uh, programs, you know, where, where, you know, the community's putting on an event like Unity in the Community out in Nampa. Uh, our very first one that we did was up in Washington. We got invited by another ministry called Internal Grind Ministries. Uh, Ted and Debbie Bowen, his wife, run that ministry. And, you know, we, we go out and we set up a, a breaking demo with, with the brick breaking, and I write all the addictions and, and the um, you know, all the things that, that God has set me free from on the bricks, and then we break them. 
And, and also by doing this, you know, we, we share testimony and, and we lead people to, to our Lord and Savior. Have you done those inside incarcerated places? or have you Not yet. Because um, there, uh, are, there are a few people who do that. I know there's a California guy who does that. Because when I was incarcerated here, he came in and did that. So I'm sure that that's, that's on the horizon for you, maybe? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, ab- absolutely it is. Yeah, there's a couple people around here do a similar type of thing in the Boise area, but that's uh, the more the merrier. I think we're trying to reach as many people as we can. So congratulations on in the community. That's fantastic. Yeah. Most of us come out of incarceration. Would you agree with this? Let's make that statement. I come. We come out of incarceration with uh, certainly. I came out with an addiction, um, but co-occurring uh, issues that blend together and. The real answer to fixing all that is pretty much what in your mind. I think uh, we probably well, agree on this, but yeah, the the only way to to truly uh, be re- rehabilitated for for anything, in my opinion, is 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 through our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I I recovered from eighteen years of, of active addiction uh, with uh, pharmaceuticals, and I would put myself through rehabs. And no rehab ever. I mean, they would help get me sober for a period of time, but I didn't know how to fight off the the spiritual attacks on it. So I'm driving around now, and I'm in that spot, and I'm hearing you and that say, "God, this Terry guy, this sounds right. What should I do?" Uh, There's one: you got to surrender your life to God. You Mm -hmm. have to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, Mm -hmm. and you have to walk in the presence of the Holy Spirit to to a new life. And by doing that, I mean, you also have to put in the work. You know, you, you, a lot of people think that, that Christians are weak, but I'm going to tell you this is the hardest battle I've ever had to fight in my life, and I do that by, by my Father's Word. Right. And by staying in the Word, but also by doing some of the stuff that we alluded to at the top of the show, uh, you have to be face the fear of, say, going to a morning meeting that you really— don't know whether this is going to work out or not, or what am I going to do? Am I going to embarrass myself? But you still got to go through and do it correctly. Absolutely, I, I you know anything that anytime we get comfortable at doing stuff that, that then we allow an attack from the enemy to Absolutely. you know so we step out of our comfort zone and you know like you mentioned earlier there's a, a lot of men in that group and it it could be pretty overwhelming but. The love of Christ is there, and that's what's so amazing is is no one judges anyone. You know, I'm covered from head to toe in tattoos, and, and everyone at our group, at our table, has shown me nothing but love. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's uh, – but that, again, you're suffering in that spot. You're out of prison or you're driving around in your own addiction to – to be bold enough to say, I'm going to fix this, I'm going to change this, takes courage, and so, you know – Give yourself some credit, especially if you're reaching out to do that immediately, and find some place like Terry and I found, or find some location. It it may take a while to find that too, don't you? Would you agree? Yes, and and one of the things that that I would really want to hit on is you know there's no shame in a broken man, you know. And like I said, I I was broken, and and nobody could fix me and i had to get out of my comfort zone and just have faith in god to to lead me you know in the direction that he wanted to lead me Mm. i think a lot of times too i because i deal so much with people coming out of incarceration directly there's this bravado this 
uh, almost machoism that they've got it handled and you know they're going to go here and they got this job and they got this and it's just you can see through it so easily in my travelings uh, to say yeah okay you know uh, well when you when that doesn't work come back and we'll talk about it again is that something you find with uh, people or with men or with those tough guys or? absolutely and I was probably I could be considered a, a poster child for that <laughs> I mean I, I had so much pride so much ego you know and it was more about me doing it my way instead of Yahweh yep exactly and you know once I you know, once I started surrendering that pride, you know, God was blessing me to be humble. Mm-hmm. And and there's just, there's nothing greater. You know, the other thing that helped me with this too, because a lot of times I'm in that situation where somebody will have an approach that I've been through probably and didn't work for me, or I know doesn't work for them, and they'll want to go ahead and do with that. How do you deal with someone that comes to you and says, you know, I'm going to fix that, I'm going to go to my cousin's 12-step group or whatever, and I'm going to address all that on Friday or whatever. How do you deal with those comments as they come to you? Um, you know, first and foremost, I I'll, I pray about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, pray to her father, wait, be patient, and, and get confirmation from her father. You know, anything that, that is God is, is always, you know, going to be beneficial for everyone. Just... Make sure that you're discerning the spirits and you're listening to our Father and not the enemy. Let's, uh, before I forget and before we run out of time, let's make sure we figure out how people get in touch with you. So you want to go through the scenario to get in touch with you directly? Yeah, we have uh, a Facebook group right now on Facebook. It's Breaking Addiction Ministries. Uh, Our website is www.breakingaddictionministries at gmail.com. And then... My personal phone number I can give out. If you, it's up it's, to you. Uh, area code 775-508-6063. And that, that works. I think uh, over the years, I've had people have been panicked about giving out their cell phone number to everything they do. And I think at first I was like, well, these people have my cell phone, but it doesn't ring as much. And actually, the people who call that cell phone usually really need something anyway. So you get to where you kind of relish the fact that the phone rings on you every once in a while. Yeah, that's where the miracles kind of happen. Absolutely, and just you know, knowing that you know, I'm always going to answer my phone. If I don't answer it right away, I usually call back within within 45 minutes or an hour because I know how important it is to to be on the other side of that and, and reaching out and getting help and not having it. Okay, that's good. What kinds of things does uh, the does the ministry need something from people in terms of connections or offerings? Um, right now, my wife and I are, are, you know, actively looking for a building out in the Nampa Caldwell area. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I grew up doing a lot of martial arts, a lot of boxing, kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, weightlifting, along with the brick breaking. And that's my passion is to is to get a building and, and to offer all this to the youth and young adults and and, and do it most importantly to to lead them to christ Mm -hmm. so and the most effective way for that driving around what let's go over that one more time i'm driving around and i'm lost what do i do do i need a church well for me you know no church ever helped me at the beginning no na 
AA support group ever helped me, no rehab ever helped me, and, and no incarceration sentence ever helped me. I had to humble myself and, and I had to ask God to save me. I, I went to my father, I was broken. I had to ask God to save me and, and by his grace and his mercy, I've been given a second chance to, to go back and, and fix all my wrongs and try and make them right. Yeah. Well, I thank you for saying that. I've, uh, uh, I will in May I will be sobered twenty years, and I think I've downplayed it before. But I truly believe the only way you survive on parole or after incarceration, or in your addiction, is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, I'd always kind of not led with that in the first couple of years I was doing this. But very few people believe what you and I believe, and so I thank you for coming in and saying that. Yes, absolutely. Amen. My motto is um, we don't want to see you just get sober. We want to see you get saved and set free. That's it. That's it. Listen, that is uh, probably a great place to quit for right now. But thank you very much for coming in and uh, hope to see more. And like I said, uh, we met at the men's club at Rock Harbor. So, I mean, if uh, you're into that, it's Tuesday mornings at 6.15 in the morning, right? Yes. At Rock Harbor. We're going to have to get them in here to talk about that, too. Uh, but that is fantastic. So thank you for coming. Thank you. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When He poured out His cleansing blood, motivated by His great love. Give me faith, I need to rise above And sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin He gives me victory Okay, we want to thank Terry for coming in today. That's a positive thing. I think everybody out there struggling is, um, you, we know the demons you're facing, and uh, it, be courageous and go forward. If uh, you need to get in touch with me, you can do so. You can, our website is www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can send me an email at systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. It's all spelled out there, Idaho. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram, Systemic Change of ID. Man, you can even call me on the phone if you want to at area code 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.
creation cries out, you alone are king. 